We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a surprise in there for you, right, Fonsi? Yes, absolutely. And I'm very excited. You're very excited. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. You you need to stop with the energy drinks. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but guys, okay. today okay. we have an incredible <laughs> guest. I am so excited. Yes. I was reading over her bio, Ooh. and I mean, this person has done a lot, and we're here to yes. learn from her today. So, yeah. without so further excited. ado, let's go. Let's get this started. Yeah. Before we get started, guys, go ahead and. Don't, don't forget, go ahead and subscribe to the show because yep. every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these incredible entrepreneurs are coming to share all the secrets with you. And follow us on social media, at BizRoseGo, because we publish there every single day, multiple hashtag golden boulders. That's right. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, if today's guest helps you take one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Today, another awesome episode. We partner with Podmax to share the stories of some amazing people that are shaping our future. People that are taking ideas and turning them into reality. These stories are meant to empower you to go all out and build a brighter future. That is right. Today's guest has an incredible pedigree. She is the current CMO at Viner Media and has worked with some incredible brands like Adobe, Kellogg's, Nintendo, and many more. She is personally committed to establishing gender equality and is a board member of the United Nations Association of New York, helping to take a stand on issues including human trafficking. She is just impressive That's out of this world i'm right. so excited tell me about her superpower fancy good question yes. she is a super connector my friend oh, and i can't wait. wait to dig a little bit deeper into this i know she's super proud of walking camino de santiago if you guys don't know what that is go google it it's super impressive <laughs> it's incredible i have some friends that have been going there she has built she has actually you know helped build schools in kenya with an organization called we super impressive we're definitely gonna have to connect and do this more um, and uh, she's very proud of being a mom and working at the same time. Yes, 100%. I cannot relate to that. <laughs> Maybe my wife can. All right, here we go. The name of the company that she's coming with is Viner Media. So I, I don't think there's an introduction to be made on Viner Media because yeah. everybody else. If you don't to, know, eh, go, go Google, Google it. Up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Super Connector, Andrea Sullivan. Woo! Oh my god, I can't believe I'm here! I finally made it! Andrea, we're so excited. I feel like I, I, I'm like, we can believe it that we are in the presence of the one and only Andrea Sullivan. You guys are the best and you know exactly how to pronounce my name in the way that I love it. You know Let's it. Go. Hey, since you told us you live in Spain, we're like, okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta put that spice uh, in there. there. I know. We're, I mean, <laughs> we are right now. We're about to yep. do the whole intro in Espanol. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> good thing we have. <laughs> but anyways, Andrea, we're super honored to have you here. Thank you for sharing your, your time with us and share all this knowledge. But obviously the, the introduction it tells a lot about you, but we want to learn a little bit more about your journey, like your story, like why, why you do what you do now, why marketing, why messaging, why Viner Media, like what, how, how did that start? 
Well, you know, it's funny because you were asking me, where did you come from? And I actually came from Wisconsin, <laughs> yes. uh, where branding and marketing was all about like what, how you branded a cow, right? That's where I started was in branding before I moved into social media and marketing for real. Uh, but no, I mean, really, my mission and my religion is all about helping people to tell their stories and to be able to do it at scale and like dial up that volume. And so uh, I'm I'm very lucky to be a part of Vayner and to have joined Gary Vaynerchuk, who is the master of all that. <laughs> yeah, talk about being loud, right? But and uh, I'm extremely curious. I was reading over again your bio and I was impressed you have been part of so many communities like education boards i think you were uh part of the design school in miami as well i have uh, one of my best friends he actually graduated from there so i'm curious on that background right and what lessons do you get from that that now you're applying to your new that well i don't know if new but to your role of cmo right at viner media Yeah, I mean, look, my my goal is just to be able to cr connect up great humans because if we're if we all can be surrounded by people who are curious and take action um, and believe in doing good for the world, then we can accomplish that much more. And there's a lot to be done. So you know, I I believe that you know I'm I'm lucky. I've had a really fantastic career, and now what I'm trying to do is give access to as many people as possible. Mm. And education is a big part of that. So yes. you mentioned the Miami Ad School. They're doing tremendous things, especially around uh, diversity. So they have one of the um, the earliest and the, and the greatest scholarship programs mm -hmm. that tries to encourage people to to get into advertising and content creation, um, and communities that didn't even think about that as a potential job opportunity. Yeah, and so they've been able to increase their their diversity numbers um, by like 400%. It's crazy. Wow. And they, you know, and and now um, these students have landed in great places, and they're winning awards for being some of the top people in the industry because yeah. they're the best thinkers and the best creators, and they're close to culture. And to me, that's a success story. If we can start at the beginning and get the cool people into the, you know, into our industry, yes. then let's figure out how we nurture them, and then they create great work, right? Ah, uh, I, I love it. I mean, I think people and and the creators like community now like we we see so many awesome uh backgrounds not only on youtube but like in new platforms like tiktok or even podcasting having these incredible conversations right and they're having meaningful conversations right it is is something that if you listen and you take action today you'll have progress you'll make a change you'll you create a positive impact um in the world in whatever you're doing right and and it hasn't been as easy as it is today to put your message out there. And earlier you you said ad volume. Could you explain a little bit what ad volume means? Because he, here's where my question is coming from. We are fans, massive fans of high volume content. I mean, right now, and, and again, what we do is probably nothing compared to what you guys are currently doing, but we normally... I mean, today we're probably publishing about 400 to 400 pieces of content every single month, right? So, and then when we say, when we mention this to the entrepreneurs and the people that we work with, their eyes goes like, why? They're like, what? What are you talking about? Why so much? Like how? Like obviously there's systems and processes on the back end, but the same day it's like, I, I'm scared of like, I'm going to scare my audience. I'm going to scare I'm like, man, we're passionate about our message. We're passionate about our conversations. People need to hear this, right? So that's where my question is coming from because I think this is the first time that we get to ask that question question with somebody that's in there inside of the machine of the guy that is mm -hmm. preaching volume share it every day you know every single day 
put your message out there. So what is high volume and how does it apply today to your strategy or the people that you guys are currently helping? You are so speaking our religion. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> fabulous. So whatever anybody's doing, it's not enough, right? And, and that's, that's the, that's the punchline that gone are the days where you come up with that one big idea backed by an insight with mm. a single, you know, campaign that we then, you know, kind of smooth out like peanut butter across a bunch of channels. We don't, we have to connect with people in new, fresh ways. We need to broaden the spectrum of all of our stories mm. and we need to go and test them out, see what works, try things out, experiment at the time where you think you finally nailed something you got to keep changing it up. And so we are the, you know, the same message that you just celebrated the whole idea that mm -hmm. let's just get out there and, you know, keep making more and more and more. Uh, we see people fall out of their chairs when we start making recommendations, whether it's a consumer facing <laughs> company, whether it's a sports figure, yeah. um, you know, or B2B even, you know, a lot of companies are finally starting to realize, oh, wow, I need to be active on social media as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember the, the moment, things shifted and by the way like i'm not just hugging the microphone and fancy has a smart question so i'm sure he'll knock the socks off both of us but i just like I, this is a question that i had since the moment i we we saw that you were coming here on the show right so i remember when we shifted the, per, the perspective around content it was about a year ago when we actually started the show and we published live three times a week right and it came from a moment of of the almost desperation in the business side of things right we covid came into town Everything closed. We're helping a lot of brick and mortars. We've been in business for about five years now. And uh, we lost about 80%. And we're like, man, like the show was literally our last resource, like platform, right? Yeah. To get the message out there, to get relationships, to get conversations. And then it started to evolve from there, developing strategic relationships and different things. And obviously with the publishing on the back end, helping us get out there. But the perspective was... What if? And we started trying things out. It was not tied to uh, the data that was like, oh my God, we're hugging the data or like this one post did not do well. Like we see the content as a whole machine. People ask us like, what is the reach of your podcast? Well, it's not just a podcast. It's a platform. It's a show. It's many, many pieces over a long period of time. It's about two months when that episode is released and then content afterwards, right? So it's the whole picture. And once we started seeing it that way, we started seeing benefits in every side of the way. Relationships, uh, strategic mm. partnerships, the numbers, everything continues to grow, right? So we're like, huh, that is pretty interesting. But it took a little while, right? It took a, a mental shift, so with you guys, you guys see that in, in, the, in the people that you guys help to or, or the conversations that you guys have. Why, is people, why, why are people so afraid of maybe making that shift? I, I think it's a mix of like fear and not knowing what the process could be to uh, scale without them, you know, time-wise, investing a ton of time. What is that you guys see in there? Or, or if I'm completely wrong, please let me know. But is there an element of fear in there for people to kind of go that route? You nailed it. Fear is the thing that's holding everybody back. And so everyone is sort of locked into these uh, ways of measuring things and hierarchies where everyone has to prove things so everything looks the same and they're just getting in their own way. And so one of the things that we try to do immediately is get our clients to build new muscles to kind of loosen up. And we, we throw them all onto a big tech string you know, with Gary and the teams, and we start shooting off ideas 
the second we wake up in the morning. And at first they're really excited, right? They're like, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. What an adrenaline rush, all yeah. these ideas. And then, you know, the second day it keeps coming the third day. <laughs> and then they start to say, oh my God, I gotta, you know, I gotta turn this down a little bit. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think that um, it's unbelievable how parallel paralyzed we make ourselves oftentimes um, in filtering our own ideas. Mm -hmm. And so how do we take that fear out of the equation, start to just get out there test things and then you see the results and you know where to go right and because the world will tell you in a digital environment yeah and so that's what's different you don't need to rely on these old crutches and old ways of doing things and to your point about looking at what are the ways to amplify everything uh, so that you have that exponential reach on the other side across a whole platform of things that's the way to go interesting i'm, I'm very curious on you know because we're talking about being loud and all this were you thinking about being loud before working for Viner Media or that is something that it took you a while to get used to? Or if it was before Viner Media, I'm curious on how was that transition for you? How did that look in your life? It was hard. It was a tough transition. So I'd been at, for 16 years, I had been at, at, at Omnicom, which is, you know, a big holding company. Um, when I departed, I was the, the global CMO of Interbrand. Uh, and, you know, great place, you know, uh, lots of friends and family that still live there. But the the view on how you build a brand uh, was something that had a, a very kind of linear look to it. Um, and I think what we know now is the powerful brands are brands that can stretch and change. They don't have to be consistent all the time. In fact, they have a responsibility to change and evolve yes. and meet us where we are and to support us. And, you know, especially in years like this one, brands were really tested. Uh, you had to not only say the right things, you actually had to do them. And if you didn't, your, you know, not only were your cu customers going to leave, but your employees. Yeah. I mean, this was a year where, where, you know, all, all of that had to really come together. And so um, yeah. I think it's a big step forward. I think that we now, uh, you know, have to be much more authentic, much more relevant in what we're doing. Yeah. And that means um, doing things at speed. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, one of the best ways to get out there with volume is to just, you know, continue to create and to do it in the now and to allow everyone to participate in that and not to overproduce the content as you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you just, you just hit her. Yes. <laughs> or one of our mantra is quality of the message over quality of the production. Mm -hmm. Like we say it all the time. And honestly, the way it started is because we were those guys well I, I it was mainly me that guy that was like a perfectionist like oh let's put the camera the light the stuff like it has to look perfect and then i just realized i was just making an excuse because i was afraid of putting myself out there yeah. and i started we started saying quality of the message over quality of the production quality of the message over quality of the production and we started doing uh what we call 45 live which is a challenge of going 45 days in a row live on facebook right and that's when literally a lot of things changed for us we we got one of the biggest contracts that we've had from that challenge. And then we did it a second time. We got another client. And we're like, wow, this thing works. And it's a little bit of context cool. too. Like it, you see us, right? Two kiddos from Venezuela, right? And and the contract at that, at that time was an $80,000 contract with a $200 million company, right? So, so the reason I mentioned this is not for flexing, it's for reference, right? Because uh, we've had actually, we actually did the, the season three open to the public 
um, about what, two weeks ago, right? It ended and we had about a hundred people in the challenge. It was so awesome. People like being transformed, right? But one of the oh, questions that, that we also, that we always had was like, well, you know, what was that client? Was it like the local business right here? No, like it's literally, it was just a video and the video that made it was the vulnerable video in a couch. Like when my baby was four months old that I was putting him to bed and I'm, I'm coming back to the video. I'm like, oh man, this just happened, right? And it was that, that video that, that, that resonated with that person that made the decision, right? To bring us along, right? And, and that's the reference, right? And then people are like, oh man, okay, my belief is completely crushed right now let me go out and put my message out there every single day so i can practice my message like fancy was saying right mm -hmm. and remove that friction of production right because that's only gonna stop us like how can we get that momentum going remove all the friction we yeah. have the hashtag smooth operator uh that, that, that's, that's that, your that, own personal hashtag that's from f1 you know no, big fan. nobody uh, uses no. that <laughs> oh man it's not sticking okay it's okay it's okay reiterating it's okay you gotta test you gotta put it out there and test I it know, out to see I if know. people like yeah. it but you know i love this like the 45 live just getting yourself out there you know getting over the the production thing is such a big part of our story and you know we often tell people well After you do that, you're going to start getting people interested. You're going to start developing these conversations, relationships, getting clients. And then you can, you know, invest in the production side of things, right? But you mentioned brands need to be flexible. And I'm, I'm very curious about this because as you were speaking, you also mentioned a little bit there, kind of not specifically, but a little bit about culture inside. So being flexible with what's happening out there, brands, and then kind of like inside of your business as well. I'm curious, right? Because people have these missions and visions, right? That they have for their businesses. But then when we're talking about being flexible, won't you think people might be like, oh, but then I'm not sticking to my mission and my vision, right? Like, and I'm, I'm just kind of playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but I'm curious to see what, what your, your answer is to this, right? Like, how can people be flexible? Honestly, like, how, how does that look like? From a perspective on uh, someone like you, right, that is working with huge brands that have lots of employees, right? They have already cultures that have been established for many years. And then all of a sudden you're like, we got to be flexible. We got to do, you know, shifting here and there. How do we prepare for that? Um, how can we know what is the best moment to be flexible as well? Yeah, I think, you know, it just comes down to one thing and that's having empathy, And, and really being able to listen to what's going on out in the world and just be able to meet people and to, to meet people where they are and where they need you. Um, and so there's, there's no formulaic response. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea of like a mission and purpose-led brands and, you know, that was all the talk. Mm -hmm. But I think it got tested this year, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know pre-pandemic, everyone was talking about purpose-led brands. And, you know, it's a great idea and it's a way of knitting the past to the future. Um, but, you know, we know, we know who the strong leaders are now, right? Um, and mm -hmm. with the crisis of confidence and all kinds of infrastructure, you know, health and well-being and politics and all the rest, yeah. brands had to fill roles that they'd never filled before. Mm -hmm. um, and some were more equipped to deal with it than others, right? Yep. But I think that some of it is, if you can allow yourself to be able to listen and react and engage, and you're not afraid of, okay, wait, let's just, let's not say anything and hope that, you know, the conversation will stop. Um, 
you know, that it makes a big difference if you're willing to engage and have a dialogue um, with people out there. Yeah. And but it takes it takes guts. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of leadership that's, you know, have they're a little more faint of heart. We certainly had clients that they came to us and asked us how to deal with things when, you know, the rise of the Black Lives Matter protests and how should they deal with things. Um, and, you know, the, the important thing is that you're doing something. It's not just what, how you're showing up on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so providing counsel around that uh, was was really important. But at the end of the day, it comes down to leadership and what they're what they're actually doing. I love this. Uh There was a conversation that we had. I don't, I don't remember who who it was with, but it was here in the podcast. And they mentioned that when you are speaking your message, you're pretty much doing a public commitment, right? And I love that because I was like, huh, you know, we've noticed a transformation in turning our thoughts into words. Like just the fact of doing this has changes, honestly, like completely of who we are. Like I look back a few years and I'm like, I don't recognize that Fonzie from, you know, a, a few years back. You do have a, a better beard. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But my, to, yeah. my, to my point, right, is when he said that, that you're making mm -hmm. a public commitment, guess what? Then you need to, you actually start thinking, asking yourself, do I really believe these things that I'm saying? And if you do, right, you need to back it up with action, right? And I cannot align what you're saying right now of these companies that is like, it's not just showing up nicely on Instagram. You got to back it up with your actions as well, right? And I'm curious, what has been, you know, some of these actions have you seen companies take that is not just about being loud and saying, rah, rah, we support X, Y, and Z movement or, you know, cause, but they're actually doing something as well about that in their business. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, it's interesting to even look at how we had to deal with all of everything that was going on in our worlds a bit differently as well. And we're fortunate we have somebody um, who had, uh, Claude Singer has a title, or sorry, Claude Silver. <laughs> She's a singer too. <laughs> oh, that was his wife. Silver has a title of Chief Heart Officer. And she, um, you know, she lead, she definitely leads with heart, but yeah. um she encouraged us to have these town halls where everyone got to ask all the tough questions live. Um, we didn't know what any of the questions were ahead of time. And people would just pop in to the Zooms or ask her and she would ask them anonymously some of the, you know, uh, tough questions across the board. Yeah. And we had to be able to respond right then and there. Um, and I think there are a, a lot of, um, I'm, I'm fortunate I'm in a bunch of different CMO roundtable groups and things. And all of the CMOs were getting bombarded by their CEOs around, well, what do, what's the press release or what's the thing that I have <laughs> to put out there, the communication? Can't you just deal with this? And to your point, it's about, no, no, what are the commitments we're actually taking um, that mean that we're probably making a departure on how we hired things before, scholarships that were given, policies that we have. Yeah. And so many of the things were, were less about marketing and more about what are the, the things that we're doing inside of our organizations um, that need to change because there's yeah. a lot of systemic uh, change that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to point out specific brands and yeah. things just to, um, to, you know, not to point fingers and that yeah, kind no of thing. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, this is something that anyone that also uh, recognizes the fact that this is this this systemic change is going to be ongoing for quite some time. And yeah. so how do you put your, yourself as a brand out there to encourage people to participate, whether it's getting other companies, other brands 
um, to join arms, um, whether it's getting your employees to be able to show up as their whole selves and yeah. to be able to celebrate, um, you know, all kinds of diversity measures across the board, whether it's gender, race, sexuality, yeah. all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and to be able to do that and have the freedom to 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 speak about it and to create content, I think that's another you know big part of it is yeah. how how do we open this up so that we can we can let everyone um, you know celebrate who they are. Yeah. Absolutely, this, this speaks to me. I'm sorry, I'm now taking no, over the you're mic. You're good. You're good. But <laughs> this, you know, we mentioned the mission and vision, kind of mm -hmm. like being somewhat of a old way, right? Now we need to be flexible. But what you're telling me right now, I feel is. Core values, like it speaks core values, like these companies needs to have core values, which personally for Viner Media, right? Like I can see them in Gary, right? Like every time you see Gary's content and when he speak, you can really tell what his core values is. And the cool thing is that you can tell they're all across the company because I mean, uh, I mean, Andrea talking to you. I'm like they have the same core values right they're aligned so the decisions that they make the message that they yeah. sell they are aligned with these core values and i remember actually claude was uh at podmax as well yeah. i think she she was one of the the speakers one day and same thing right same core values right and i yeah. i think it's incredible and i mean i have a i know you want to <laughs> i have a question but you're gonna ask about vayner spain Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. Well, uh, we can this, go into this, that. This is actually ex exclusive news, guys. Exclusive. It, it's coming. Uh, Viner Spain, Bizros are going to be at the forefront. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm not putting any words in your mouth, Andrea. You say, but uh, it will be super. Uh, it will be an honor, actually, to yeah. be a part of that. We'll, uh, we'll make a clip out of this and we'll send it if to you Gary. Get, like, Gary, look at what randomly came up in this uh, conversation. Yeah, you if you know? guys get millions, millions of requests, I, you know I was actually, where it's coming from. I was actually going <laughs> to ask a little bit about the hiring process. And, you know, fitting these core values. And I know you're also, you know, into the um, gender equality and all that stuff, which I'm pretty sure it's a big mission of yours inside of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if that will be deviating us a little bit from the content. But I, uh, I just want to make a quick comment, right? Like today, um, sharing your message is so easy. Like it's just mm -hmm. one button and that's it. And then that causes a lot of transparency as far as like what's happening, right? So I think the message is going to create that filter for companies, right? Like, are we actually being honest? Are we actually performing on the promises that, that we're putting out there, right? And people now have access to give immediate feedback mm -hmm. through many, many channels, right? So I think if a company wants to survive from now on, they're going to have to attach to these systems, right, in place because if not, they're going to have a really hard time moving forward with their, with with what they want to do, right? So on the transparency aspect, I think today we live in a, in a day and age and entrepreneurs, like people starting with their publishing journeys or their companies have access to the same channels that big companies have, right? Maybe not the resources, but the channels are there, right? And then they can start waving their way in and, and have a massive impact, right, if their core values are aligned with what they share with their message and the transparency that they can share all that with right yeah. so that was just my quick comment I, I i'm interested in there because um uh, andrea i'm the i'm the system systems guy right like it, it's not that we have 900 employees we have about our team is about eight people right but at the same time like to be able to get there from freelancing a few years back right there, there's some systems in there and there's some entrepreneurs uh, that, that we help creating those systems right so when we talk high volume each company i'm sure that has different strategies, different ways, different team members, different things. And you guys with the size of company, like 
how do you align that vision, right? How do you align that vision to make sure that everything that you guys are sharing, because now we've seen it from Gary, from you, from Claude in different channels is aligned. What are some of the things that entrepreneurs can take today to, to make sure that their company and their teams are aligned? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. And interestingly, yesterday was our 12 year anniversary. Yay, congrats. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it's we're over a thousand employees now. So mm, the early days, wow. it's really easy to create an, you know, a wild, you know, impactful culture that's very entrepreneurial. But then as you as it gets bigger and you start expanding across continents and all kinds of things, how do you how do you celebrate not only the same kind of methodology and thinking, but the spirit is well that you guys are talking about yeah. um and so we've had to challenge ourselves uh, quite a bit and i've only been here for three and a half years um but i remember almost uh, like a year in gary announced to the whole company that he was gonna he was thinking about setting up a competing company right across the street because he said we were starting to get too influenced <laughs> by our clients and having you know sort of a a campaign led approach that had like one idea with an insight and then, you know, chopping it up and putting it into, you know, all across all the, the platforms. He said, no, 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 this is not how it's done. Mm -hmm. If it's coming from Vayner, you know, we have to be celebrating the fact that we've got many, many different cohorts that we understand where attention is going. We have an integrated approach and we celebrate volume. And if not, then it's not, you know, it's not coming from Vayner. Yeah. And so I think we do a lot of things um, just to keep the, you know, um, keep connected to what's real. Uh, one of the things that we just stood up at the beginning of the year is every day at 1.37 p.m., we everybody stops and they dial into a show. So we created it's a it's a content, you know, it's a um, a live show that's for 15 minutes. It starts at 1.37. It ends at 1.52 and not at 1.53, 1.52. Yeah. And it's a combination of, you know, some days Gary rocks up. We don't tell anybody ahead of time <laughs> who's showing up. Uh, today, we just had Gary and Beeple. So the the artist that just sold mm. his work uh, through an end for $69 yep. million dollars at Christie's. Yeah, the collection and of the collection like 5, of picture, illustrations. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, so sometimes it's that, so, some days it's an employee talking about their side hustle of selling hot sauce. Um, another day it might be someone that's um, taking us through how to meditate. But, um, you know, it's that kind of spirit that if, you know, it's always changing up, it connects us. We have the ability to all chat, you know, and, and sort of connect up across different geographies. Wow. And so we're, we're, but the second things start to, you know, to the numbers start to fall off, then we, we do something else, right? And I think that's the other important thing is that as you're looking at your content, you know, we launched uh, Marketing for the Now, which was a, a video content series that we thought was only going to be six weeks at the start of the pandemic. Now, a year later, 20 Still episodes going. in, yeah. we've got 60,000 people following uh, or viewing it each episode wow. uh, across 144 different countries. But we thought, you know, we thought it was going to be dead after six weeks because yeah. who, who needs another Zoom and another <laughs> thing and another whatever? Yeah. But you know what? We st it turns out we still need it. And when we don't, we'll do something different. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I love it. And I find yes. I find it fascinating because, I mean, Gary, from the beginning, has been somebody that we've obviously looked up to and, and admire. And, and uh, a lot of people are are afraid because obviously the, the, the shame here, the, the, the name here is Content's Profit, right? So how do we connect that content into the profit, right? Because at the very beginning, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna raise my hand here. I was one of those guys that listened to Gary. It's like value, 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 right? And then, okay, uh, as an entrepreneur, what, where is the transaction happening, right? Where is that sales system? Like, how do we capture 
that opportunity to to provide that value after the paid wall, right? So I'm interested to know, like, after all these um, campaigns, content, message that we put out there that's aligned with our core values, how is the transition made into the sales side of things? What is, what is it? Does it come from feedback from the audience and then we adapt to that? Or do you guys have a set of products that you guys, you guys have done on the back end to kind of help that pre-studied audience maybe if there's a pre-studied audience? I'm not sure. What is the connection there? Yeah, no, I think uh, the whole idea of how do you connect in a way that's generous is super important. And it's something mm -hmm. that, you know, Gary's built not only his career on, but his his life on. So his, you know, his legacy is he's written books on this, right? That, yeah. um, you know, that are all about if you, you know, it's, you know, if, if you're, if you are giving everything away, then people are going to want to stay connected to you and eventually do things with you, or maybe not, maybe they're just a part of your community and, yeah. you know, and that's what it is. And so I think that, you know, particularly during the pandemic, we decided that, look, we, there's no information out there. People want to know what's going on in the front lines and they want to be able to learn things quickly. So let's have you know, 12, 10 minute conversations with different people from, you know, anything from decision, C-suite decision makers to celebrities, to influencers, culture shapers, and just have, you know, rapid fire things. You can kind of dial in, check out what you want. And from there, we also have very small format um, opportunities to bring people together. Cause I don't think there was a safe place to confess that, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm losing yeah. steam. I need help because I'm a leader. I'm supposed to have all this stuff. I'm supposed to keep my teams all riled up. I'm supposed <laughs> yeah. to keep them focused on my on the content <laughs> creation. But meanwhile, I don't know what's going to happen. And is, you know, e-commerce is up now. Is it, what's it going to be in 2021 and 2022? Um, all these questions. And so we provided these closed room environments that we didn't record, which is sort of not like us, right? Yeah. Where people could help one another. So we just had a mosh pit where people would throw in challenges. And we hosted, we host these like two to three days a week where people can find value meeting new friends and make connections. And, you know, yeah. some of them we may work with some days, some, some we may not, we yeah. might, we, we try to help people find new talent, but it's all about, you know, good karma and everything else will come out of that. That's so yeah. good. Well, so, I love it. So I good. mean, it's, Again, it's just going to that uh, jab, jab, right hook, kind of like core exactly value that, that you, you guys You are do. good, my man. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the first book we ever got around like content. entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and, yeah. slash content. Yeah, a while back. Yeah, true, true. I remember that. that yeah. But oh, I, I love this and I, I just find Andrea, this so I'm just going to put this out there. With this, this needs to happen a part two live please <laughs> so i'm just gonna throw that invitation out there i'm gonna put it into you the universe it. and then part, part three four and then <laughs> a, a part live in spain in you know in the right. in the viner <laughs> media <laughs> offices of spain right. yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah gary we're gonna send you this message again you know <laughs> we're just gonna send all these videos yeah um i'm just impressed at the level of alignment that you guys have across the company is so so impressive um how all the core values are just like ingrained in everybody and not not ingrained i think that's a bad word like everybody believes in the same core values and you guys all truly believe you them, in, right? yeah you live yeah. them exactly believing them is one thing but living them is another right yeah absolutely so tell me what is the i feel like a lot of people 
thing. They just need to believe them and not live them. How how, how do you cross that bridge? Yeah. So I think that you have to lead by example. So you talked about the fact that I do a lot of different things. Um, I do that because I'm because I think it's important for me to give back and to you know have stimulation outside of work and all that kind of thing. In most places of work, that kind of you're you're only celebrated as your professional self, and you're actually you're encouraged not to share anything else. Um, you know, at, at Vayner, it's actually we want to know what your side hustle is because we want to actually help to grow your side hustle. It could be that your side hustle is going to be bigger than Vayner is one day, right? Yeah. We want to be a part of that. That's awesome. Um, and so to be in an organization where everybody gets to show up as their whole self every day. That means that the work we're creating also is that much better because we're thinking like human beings rather than corporate robots. And unfortunately, there's a lot of places where you're, you know, you're you're checking 75% of yourself at the door when you walk in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I remember when we first like uh brought the the first team members on board. Um it was like a video the main video editor and then there's different pieces I came after. Uh, we started discovering through these conversations that they're all gamers. They lo they build their own computers and they're like anime fans, right? And and uh, our part of our story is that, right? Like we grew up yeah. Dragon Ball Z and stuff I like mean, that. If, if you see, uh, the, yeah, there's uh, yeah a lot of uh, <laughs> what we have right here, right? Star Excellent. Wars, yeah. all the Lego, every everything, right? Or and geek we, side, yeah, the geek <laughs> side, right? And we didn't know that the second that that conversation happened everything changed, right? Because their relationship got deeper. We now started to have fun. They started sharing their streams and their Twitch channels and these things. And we're like, oh, this is so awesome, right? We're like, how are you guys doing it? What are you guys doing? And they, they don't want us to use Macs, we use Macs. They're like, build your own PC. And there's like this incredible chemistry now that, that it has evolved over the last year, right? Mm -hmm. And And obviously that's a very small example of what this could be or what it could mean to a bigger company, right? People, Uh, being grateful every single day for being there and, and having a possibility, right? We had couple team members, same thing, starting their own thing, right? And that was our fear. It was like, oh my gosh, what if like they get so inspired by these conversations, right? And then they go on their own and do their thing. Well, it happened like a month in, right? And we're like, man, we're happy. Like, this is so awesome to be a part of that, right? And uh, and it's changing that perspective and moving forward. So I commend you guys for, for what you guys have done, for being loud every single time, you know, from the the year that you guys started i mean right now you're just like what 20 30 years <laughs> that the, the publishing has has been going on right and you guys are not near like this end and you guys have been helping a lot of people finding their voice uh encouraging them to to document to be out there to to share their voice and and uh thank you because you guys have been a great inspiration for us too on doing this thing live raw and <laughs> it's gonna probably raw continue real, yeah. raw and real i mean there's no editing on the audio side of things this is how it go is gonna come out and people you know We found our tribe. We found the people that follow us and and uh, that resonate. And we've been able to. I'm blessed to to serve them. And too. what a tribe it is, right? No, ah, no, so congratulations fun. to you guys. Oh, thank it's, you. It's amazing your electricity. Your you are so contagious. <laughs> uh, you're contagious for you know for your guests and you're contagious for for your audience as well. And so it's um who needs coffee when they can they, when they can get up and and talk to you guys. Oh, thank, thank you, Andrea. Andrea. Thank Me, you so much. Means a lot. All yeah. right. So as we're wrapping up, because I know they're being like all the 
the alerts are, you know, throwing us back in there in the room, but we're going to ignore him for just a little bit. So, Andrea, here's here's one thing. What is one action point, right? Most people that listen to us are people that are, are starting their own businesses, right? They're Maybe they're transitioning from um, a work or a job that they might not enjoy too much to their passion, right? And they're starting to publish. They're getting there. They're trying to build those systems around publishing to, to be able to scale, right, at, at volume, like we mentioned at the very beginning. What is one action point that they can do today to create that momentum, to move forward. So they just need to get out there and tell their story everywhere they possibly can. Say yes, yes, yes to every invitation, whether it's being a guest on a podcast, whether it's, um, you know, jumping into the clubhouse mosh pit, whether it's, <laughs> you know, looking at, you know, some people don't like LinkedIn, like LinkedIn, Instagram, like do it all um, and figure out how you can, you know, cross, you know, create a whole ecosystem like you guys had talked about so that you are, you're getting, gaining some efficiencies on that. Um, but you're combining the art and science of it all. Mm. So that's a, that's a fun game to play. And I'm just going to say that's a very fun game to play. And I highly encourage everybody to start, start exploring those possibilities. Like yeah. have the fun yes with game. it. Play that yes game. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Fonzie, anything else? I don't know. I'm like speechless. This has been so so awesome, Andrea. Like yeah. uh, literally, uh, as we've been spoken, uh, spoken. Wow, <laughs> speaking right now. You see, okay. this this things happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little parenthesis here and make a uh, tell a little story. I was so afraid of going live at first of recording anything because of mistakes. Right? We were like, oh no, what if we make a mistake? So fun story we actually bought we have a roadcaster here where you know the audio comes in and we bought this about two years ago we were like if we more, invest more. in this three now no no it was like two years if we oh, invest okay. in this we are going to do the podcast like we have no other choice yeah. right so we bought the equipment we sit down there we were doing this challenge and the idea was to do the challenge and then do our little recap of the challenge in a podcast episode with like cameras the light perfectionism right <laughs> perfectionism so we started and like 20 minutes in or 30 minutes in we made a mistake one of us and i was like nope nope we cannot stop. publish that Re stop restart. let's start again right like that fear of being perceived as somebody that made mistakes it was so so real right and then when we started the 45 live in part was to get comfortable in front of the camera and then when we did the podcast when we actually launched the podcast and year after we bought the equipment yeah. we were like you know what we're gonna go live if we make mistakes we're gonna embrace them we just get sweaty pits That's it's right. okay <laughs> you know yeah. and, and then people will connect with that right because they're like huh they're real right like these guys made mistakes now they're empowering me to make mistakes too and be okay with it that's how we learn so collect samples yeah i, ju I just wanted to do that parenthesis because you know one of my biggest fears was kind of like that language barrier sometimes we say things that like make no sense whatsoever uh like spoking yeah um so, <laughs> so yeah you decided to put or that we could do this interview there. in um spanish and i'll have all the wrong <laughs> i'll try to do my best but yeah yes. you're doing pretty well and appreciate appreciate yeah. we, we should you're, totally you're do this nice, in spanish nice. in the yeah. new offices of Iron media of course <laughs> yeah exactly but isn't fear a crazy thing even though we know that you know we we need to strike that and we we can know it up mm. up here in our brain but you know there's something that creeps 
in every once in a while. And yeah. it's like, oh. you gotta just, you just gotta go. Keep yeah. going. Yes, yes absolutely. Right. Keep going. Don't stop. I love it. Yeah. Th thank you, Andre, again, from, from sharing your message. Where can people connect with you guys, with the company, if they want to find out more? Obviously, Gary's all over social media, multiple languages, multiple accounts. <laughs> uh, if you have a specific place that we want to, you know, send people, right. please let me yeah, know. <laughs> please, Yeah, you know, yeah, we are everywhere. So yeah, check out VaynerX.com and that way you can see everything that we offer, whether it's for entrepreneurs all the way up to Fortune 100 companies. You can also check out, there's links there for Marketing for the Now, which is the content series I was just talking about. Um, you can feel free to hit me up uh, even by email, Andrea.Sullivan or Andrea.Sullivan yes. at VaynerMedia.com. Um, and then I'm on all the platforms too. So check, check us out. Um, we'd love to help anyone that's looking for a job that needs some help, um, in finding, uh, you know, Gary's published a whole, uh, platform on how to create content, whatever it is, we want to give it away, but that's we awesome. love what you guys are doing and we'd love to help you in any way. You're absolutely fantastic. I've loved this experience and <laughs> totally moved by the difference you're making. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Andrea. You. And yeah, I want to encourage everybody that's listening to connect with Andrea, send her an email. Um, I'm, I'm certainly going to send you an email, Andrea, just so you know, so expect one <laughs> from me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been incredible. Thank you so yes. much. All right, guys, with that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, hit smash that follow button on social media and your favorite podcasting platform. That is right. And if you find this episode inspiring and you are ready to take over your fears, please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. Ciao. Bye, guys.